The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Last four digits spell C A R M on your there we go on your dial and if you're interested in uh, checking out the CARM dot org website C A R M dot O R G yes we live I hope so I just made a mistake oh man so I forgot to boot our Comrex which is like super important in order to get on the air so uh, there we go my my bad but I'm on the air now there you go sorry about that. Hey everybody, if you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. Just want to make sure that you guys can uh, give me a call. We had some um, phone uh, phone problems the past couple of days, but apparently they're all solved, so hopefully everything will work fine. If you want to give me a call, all right, you can do that. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. We'll talk. 877-207-2276. All right. And... Um, while we're uh, talking about all this stuff, I hope you all have a great sun, uh, great uh, holidays. We're going to be taking some days off towards the last week, and uh, we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be taking, let's see, near the holidays, I'll, I'll let you guys know what it is, but we're going to be taking them off near Christmas and also around New Year's, so just giving you a heads up on that. All right. And uh, for now, we're on, and we should be on next uh, week and uh, taking questions. So I've been writing articles on CARM the past week. We're trying to get some more stuff going. Did some questions on hell and some other stuff. All right, there we go. Got the audio fixed. Everything seems to be good. And uh, I guess we're on the air. All right. Now, if you want to call 877-207-2276. Okay. All right, and I on Fridays I like to do hate mail. So uh, what I'm going to do right now is go just go do some. We don't have any calling right now, and it often happens that during the end of the year time, uh, December, and uh, it gets slow. People are out there doing their stuff and shopping, and that's okay. That's fine. So what I'm going to do right now is get into some hate mail. I love it, and uh, I do. You know, there's something wrong with me. I tell. <laughs> I tell my wife that. I go, there's something wrong with me. She goes, amen. And uh, so uh, I go, okay, all right. Uh, you know, I can, I can live with that. So, I, you know, I'm obnoxious. I'm irritating and and, uh, and stuff. And maybe that's why I like hate mail. I really get a kick out of it. Let me uh, just jump into one. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. This is under the hate mail. All right. This comment was under your article, Is the Lord's Supper a Representation of the Sacrifice? Thought I'd share what? Sola Scriptura doesn't apply here? These aren't the words of God? You can't have it both ways. <laughs> oh, man. Either inform yourself about what the Catholic Church is and then present your questions or concerns or sit down and be quiet. It would be, uh, it would well be better that a millstone be tied around your neck rather than lead these uh, into confusion and hell. Now, see, this is interesting because you know, the Catholics are just, they just assume that their position is always true, that what they teach is right, and that, you know, it's, they're full of heresies. And I, I get a kick out of uh, the Catholics and the Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, and the Muslims and the atheists in that they're not believing God's word. Uh, they're believing what someone tells them 
the God, what God's word says, or in the case of the atheists, they just deny God's word all over. And it's the same mentality. They're right. I'm wrong. Well, I'm resting on God's word now. We can debate with the nature of truth and the extent of it and according to scripture, at least for those who hold to the Bible, at least some of them. But we'll see. Anyway, he goes on. You, uh, you know there's a demon whose specialty is sowing discord and confusion. Why not utter a prayer of binding to relieve your poor soul and intellect of its grip? Well, thank you. Oh, that's from someone named Laura. <laughs> but that was a while back. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's... Uh... <coughs> That was just a couple months ago. Yeah. So there you go. There's that one. Let's see. You got any more? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, okay. 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 Why don't we then just jump on the air and uh, let's get to, let's check them out. Let's get to Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph, welcome. You're on the air. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, my question mm-hmm. is, what is the answer that the Catholics give because when the Magi went into the house they worshipped him and not her you know that's a really good point I never thought of that seriously Rudolph I never thought of that that is a very good point they bowed down to him not her they addressed him not her that's good you know, I never thought of that. Wow. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to think about that because that's a good question. That is a good question. Okay. Why didn't they? Maybe. Okay. I don't so, think, so, what do you yeah. think the answer is? Well, I think that they might say something to the effect of, well, Jesus is more important than Mary. And that's what they came to do, to, was to serve uh, him. And then later on, they learned how important Mary was. You know, they could probably say something like that. And, uh, and things, but uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to think about that. And I'm going to. What I like to do is get new things, and then I try it out with uh, the different groups to see how they react to it, see what they say. And I'm doing something new with the Muslims uh, on varying chat rooms. And so what I'm doing is talking about uh, uh, are all of their sins forgiven right now? And it's really interesting to see what answers I'm getting. I expect them to say, well, no. But there's always people who say things that I just wouldn't expect. That's why I take notes. And that's happened. And so I get to learn from that. The same kind of a thing might be here with, uh, well, to the Catholics. Why didn't the Magi, uh, you know, praise and worship and bow down to Mary? How come just Jesus? Why not? Why wouldn't they, you know? That's, I'm going to ask and see what they say. That's good, man. Good. I wish okay. I would have thought of that. I will, all right. Well, I'll be listening. Yeah. Thank good you. stuff. And God bless you. Hey, well, thank you, man. Good thought. I wish I'd have thought of that. That's a good one. Hey, yes, sir. You love me, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. God bless, Rodolfo. Rodolfo, all right, man. Thanks. Yeah, I love it when people uh, call up and they give me ideas I hadn't thought about. That is good stuff. So praise God for that. Hey, five open lines if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We have no, uh, nobody waiting right now. Now, I'm going to let you know that this month we're having a matching funds drive. So if you sign up and send us $100, it'll, we have a guy who's going to match it. That'll be another $100. So whatever you, uh, you donate, just consider it being double. That's what's going to happen. And we really do need it at the end of the year, plus where the economy is. We do need this. And 
I talked to the guy today, actually, uh, about a half hour ago. We were talking, and uh, he is he's privileged to be able to serve God this way and to help out. And so uh, I said, oh, thank you, and, and um, we, we've known each other for a while, and he's a great guy. And uh, you could pray for him, uh, and I don't want to say who it is, unless he says it's okay for me to say, but, uh, you know, because the glory isn't for now. The glory is for later in the afterlife, and we glorify our Lord but uh, this guy is really helping us out, and praise God. So if you were to sign up for, say, $5 a month, which is what we're asking, then what we'll do is just count that uh, the whole year, which is $60 for the year, and he'll just give another 60 right there. And so uh, as you go on with your $5. So um, he actually, though, here's it. I forgot to ask him today. Darn it, I thought about it, uh, because he actually donated some to CARM. And well, if it's a matching funds drive, I wonder if he's going to match his own his own donation <laughs> so i forgot to ask him <laughs> he'd get a kick out of that he'd laugh so uh anyway there you go all right there you go there you go so praise god and uh, if you want to help us out all you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate uh just forward slash donate all the information needs right there so if you're already doing five dollars a month and you make it ten then that extra five will be counted just letting you know we do need that please help us out so that we can stay on the air because uh well, we all know how things are going. All right, nobody's calling right now, so I'm going to get on and do some more hate mail. Let's see. I saw you taunting a bunch of high school kids, calling them terrible names. <laughs> Where is this guy getting this? And vulgar stuff that you would that you would have to be idiots like apparently you punks are. <laughs> I think I know what this person is talking about. Years ago, when I was uh, standing out in front of a Mormon church, and Mormon temples. Uh, well, I'll hold up my sign is mormonismchristian.com. And you can check out the website is mormonismchristian.com. It's up there. And so uh, I talked to these, uh, these, these, these kids, you know, not like 12, 13. They were like 17, 18, 19 range. And we just had a discussion and I, I had it on film. And I just said, well, you said this, and, you know, and, and they didn't like the answers because they couldn't answer. And people have said I beat up on them. I didn't beat up on them. I just, I just talked to them and uh, answered everything that they had to say. And I've noticed that, that when I, I answer people, they get mad at me. <laughs> I, I can tell you stories. I remember this one time, this Mormon, and not all Mormons are like this, okay? I'm not saying it's typical. But I remember this one Mormon missionary. And uh, I was rebutting everything he was saying, you know, quoting his sources, quoting the Bible, using logic. He was just not used to this. And uh, he he had balled his fists, and his uh, jaw was shaking because he wanted to take a swing at me. But people don't like it when they're confronted. And here's the thing is, what did people do is they they identify with something. Like me, I identify with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't identify with a church. This is why if I go to a church and that pastor or that church goes bad, my faith isn't affected because it's not in a local church. My faith is not based in what someone does here on earth. It's based on who Jesus is and the true living uh, God, Jesus Christ, God in flesh, died on the cross, rose from the dead. You know, not one of the gods from another planet and, and not, uh, you know, the true church that, that has been restored by the prophet or the prophetess. So many people have done that. You know, you know, so many have said, yeah, our church is re the restored gospel, the true church. Really? What's the name of your prophet? You know, oh, Ellen G. White, you know, or Joseph Smith or Charles 
those days, Russell, or um, Mary Baker Eddy, you know, so these or Charles Fillmore, uh, you know, these, these people, you know, or Muhammad, we're the ones who, you know. So anyway, it's just the same old stuff. So let me go on. Let's see, see what the eldest person has to say. Um, my, he says, my God, that's the, I guess the Mormon God, I'm assuming, would not condone that type of nonsense. It wouldn't? Oh, okay. Uh, but I guess your God does. Uh, what nonsense? I mean, Jesus is the one who turned over tables and called people whitewashed sepulchers. I don't know what uh, this guy's, you know, what he's going to. He says, but I email you boys to invite you down to South Louisiana. And when's this? This is a couple of years ago. South Louisiana and can set a date and I'll have a bunch of white devils with me. But we're not going to be aggressive or racist like you guys are in your video. You know what? I don't know what this guy's talking about. But it's entertaining because we're not, you know, all of us on car, we're not racist, you know, uh, and stuff. We, we don't care about that stuff. We just want the gospel preached. But let me go on. That's what he says. No, we are going to debate our God with whatever it is that y'all call God. Then we both can come away from the meeting with the knowledge of who really followed God's will. Wow. Because there's only one God, so either you boys are wrong or God is one racist dude. Wow. You know, this guy does not have uh, his uh, socket set uh, complete. You know? Uh, his gasket is misaligned. His bearing is missing a couple of, uh, of wheels there. So, uh, wow. Man, got some issues there. Hey, folks, there's a break. Give me a call. 877 877- Two zero seven two two seven six. We'll be right back after these messages. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, and welcome back to the show. It's a nice, slow Friday. And if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Hey, if you want to watch the show, watch me sitting here drinking my coffee and joining into the conversation, you can do it by going to Facebook, CARM.org. Facebook and we have it uh, fed out there also on Twitter and we have it on YouTube and you can go there and, and uh, chat and it feeds into what we call StreamYard and I can see all the chats and all the stuff from the people that come in together from those various things and so it's a lot of fun and we have a lot of people uh, doing this there's over 30 people in the uh, chatting right now and we have a good time during the breaks especially people make fun of me which they love doing oh man they love it but uh, we have a good time. At any rate, uh, let's get on the phones with, let's see, that would be uh, Herb. Hey, Herb, welcome. You're on the air. Yes. Are you there? I have a book by Billy, I have a book by Billy Graham. Okay. And he says, in the name of, my, of Jesus Christ and in the power of his Holy Spirit, the child of God can overcome Satan and his demons. Yes. Demons yeah. must be discerned, tested, and rejected by believers. I'm sorry, what was that? I couldn't quite understand. You could you repeat, repeat that? Just let me turn off the radio. Right? Okay. 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 All right. We're waiting to turn the radio off. 
Okay, we got something going on in the background there. Okay, it's up now. All right, go ahead. Yes? Do you agree with Billy Graham? Um, a believer with the Holy Spirit can actually also have a demon in them? Oh, no, no. Demons cannot be uh, in a person, in a Christian. They cannot be demon-possessed. You go to Ma uh, Matthew twelve forty-three roughly, for that. Well, okay. the point being is, can, can you... It wouldn't necessarily be de um, possessed. If you have a demon in you, if you're a Christian and you have a demon in you, are you demon-possessed? Yes. If you have a demon in you, then you're de that's possessed by a demon. That's what it means. You can be oppressed as a Christian, but not um, demon-possessed. Okay? So, well, I mean, I what, possessed means... I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. To me, possessed means complete control. Well, maybe not complete, but it does mean definitely that you know a person's in there, and and uh, I mean a, a demonic force is inside of a person. I wouldn't know about complete, but pretty extensively. Uh, so I would just say that uh, uh, no, we cannot be demon possessed. Not as Christians, it's not possible. Okay. All right. But demon demon influenced is okay. Well, it's not okay in that I wouldn't want it to occur, but theologically, yes, all people can be oppressed demonically, have certain things happen that are demonic. That's certainly possible. Okay? And so we Christians can be demonically oppressed. That means they the demons could be assigned to them to make their life miserable, things like that. All right? And I could talk more about it, but, but the ahead. demon is in the demon is in the Christian, physically no. in the Christian. No, no demons are in Christians. Nope. Nope. All right. Demons well, cannot be in Christians. I, I, have a, I, I, I was concerned about this because oh, about fifteen years ago, <clears throat> I went to a. Uh, a church where they spoke in tongues. Okay. And mm -hmm. I, I was born again. Okay. But I, I went up to the altar to pray, and an associate pastor came over and put his hand on my shoulder. Okay. And I felt a, a, a cloud come through his hand into my shoulder and into my body. Okay. Yeah. And I've been bothered by that ever since. Well, um, but I guarantee you, I'm born again. Okay. Uh, you know, there's lots of different phenomena that can occur inside of churches for different reasons and different things. And uh, I wouldn't worry about that. If they're speaking in tongues, I have no problem with the continuation of the, all the charismatic gifts. I think they're they are for today. I know a lot of people disagree, but um, just because someone lays their hand on you and you have a sensation, it doesn't mean that it's bad, doesn't mean it's good, it just, you always put it in the context. If you're receiving Christ and moving forward with Him, that's good. If it was in a cult, like uh, Oneness Pentecostal, that would be a problem. But, uh, you know, other than that, I'm not sure what to tell you, okay? So demons cannot be Christian, I mean, uh, Christians cannot be demon-possessed, okay? 
Okay. That they can be demon influenced. Yeah, and, and that's just generically stated. Yeah, it, it can be an influence. And what do you mean by that? Well, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, you know, it says, I think there's some places in the scripture uh, where Paul was hindered. And the Holy Spirit hindered Paul from going to one place. But there were also demonic forces that were at work as well. And Paul says in Ephesians uh, 6.12, he says, uh, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, etc. And so we know that that's the case. I mean, all we got to do is turn up TV on, and you can see uh, exactly the demonic influence that's prevalent in our country, for example, and the, the rise of homosexuality and the and the uh, killing of the unborn and the war against God uh, and the war against his word and the promotion of ungodliness and fornication and adultery and theft. We have people who don't uh, behave according to righteousness and they're in power. And so they're oh. obviously under demonic influence. And this is what's happening. Well, okay. Paul says he was bothered by a messenger of Satan yep. in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's just uh, you know, he's buffeted. Yeah, probably was his eyesight. That's the common assumption. That's that's different. A messenger, a messenger in all my Bible dictionaries is an angel. A messenger of Satan well, would be a demon. Well, uh, yeah, you know the word angelos means uh, is the word uh, angel or messenger, but you got to understand that. We have a. We got to make a. People make a mistake. It means messenger. Angelos just means messenger. Well, it's used of angels, and they say so. An angel is a messenger. All messengers are now angels. That's not the case. It's like Jesus is called an apostle, and so is Paul, and so is Peter. The word and there's false apostles as well. Hold on. So uh, they're saying the word messenger which is angelos, has different usage in different contexts. So you can't say that every time the word appears that it is the same thing, like an angel. So um, it occurs, let's see, 177 times in the Bible. And it's used, behold, I send a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. That's Mark 1, 2. And the messenger is John the Baptist. That's who that is in that context. And uh, let's see, another one. Yeah, that's Mark 1, 2. And so, uh, behold, I sent my messenger ahead of you. That, that's Luke 1, uh, you know, 2, 27. So you see, that's all it means. Just a messenger, and sometimes it's an, a creator being an angel. Okay? All right. Got to go. All right, Herb, God bless. Hey, folks, we have two open lines. Give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, but welcome back to the show. Let's get on the air here with Linda from North Carolina. Linda, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you, Matt. Uh, thank you for all you do. Uh, okay. Let me give you a heads up that I am parked someplace out in the public, and so you will not hear this background traffic. I'm going to ask my question, and then I'm going to hang up and just listen to you on the radio. Um, okay. Uh, Joel Osteen, uh, I, I've never, I'm not a part of his congregation or his following, 
but I have listened to him over the years numerous times, uh, and I found him to be enjoyable. However, uh, I noticed that he never preaches anything about the cross, uh, about the resurrection, uh, never preaches anything. He doesn't get into sin, you know, uh, everything is sort of a uh, smiley face. But um, he does, at the beginning of his sermons, raise the Bible up as being the uh, supreme author of everything. In other words, he acknowledges the Bible for what it is, the Word of God. And in the sermons that I have listened to him, I have never heard him say anything that I could catch that was not biblical although his sermons consistently leave out talking a lot about what the Bible says. So my question is, what are things that he has said uh, that are heretical? Um, you know, why, why should we consider him not to be a good preacher of the Word? And now we'll okay. hang up and listen to your answer. Okay, sure. Um, just so you, everybody knows out there, I've been to his church and uh, I sat through a service. And um, I'll tell you about my experience there. I have film of it, and I need to do an expose of him and and uh, show what was going on in the church. It was a rock concert, laser lights kind of things, these beams of lights, and all this great stuff. And uh, when I left, I felt uplifted. I felt good. And the reason is is because it was a feel-good message, feel-good this, good music. Everything was good. made me feel good. Of course, I'm, I'm very much aware of that. And also very much aware that he didn't preach uh, any depth at all. That his message was mamby-pamby and lacked substance. But because the congregation members aren't aware of biblical theology and the severity and the truth of varying aspects of scripture and the areas he could have touched they remained ignorant because this bad teacher keeps people ignorant he teaches what's called the prosperity gospel he has a book out called uh, your best life now I don't want my best life now I want my best life when God wants me to have my best life. Maybe my best life, according to God, is for me to suffer for his namesake. And that's what's best in his eyes. But when you start saying your best life now, well, then that must mean then that if it's now, it's your best, well, then does it get worse tomorrow? Or does it only get better and better and every day is best life now? Well, how can I be the best? Now, you don't judge a book by its cover, but the idea is... He wants to preach to make you feel good, to make you feel uplifted. Satan loves to use feelings to deceive people. I feel good about the Book of Mormon. I feel good about signing this contract. I feel good about whatever it is, the sermon. I watched the people in the congregation as I was there with him, you know, watching him preach. And I went to two different places in there. I, I took time during the sermon to move to another location. I just wanted to see. And I wasn't disruptive at all. And the people were full of smiles. They were happy. And I realized also that they weren't being taught anything. And the caller is right. He doesn't preach repentance or sin, death or resurrection or sacrifice. 
At least I've not heard that. Now, if he has, okay, but it's certainly not that I've heard. And when I do research on him occasionally, uh, the same kind of complaints come up. He doesn't seem to preach hell or repentance, the cross, resurrection, or sin. I heard him once say Mormons were Christians. Now, any preacher who says Mormons are Christians is not qualified to be a preacher because Mormonism teaches God came from another planet, has a goddess wife, and they have relations in heaven, make spirit babies that inhabit human bodies at birth, and the Trinity's three separate gods, and that you're saved from your sins by what you do, by your works. And so this is all a false god, false Christ, and false gospel. And he said, oh, they're Christian. He couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. And so uh, Joel Osteen is bad that way. So when I was at his church after the service, you know, I, I never caused any problem. I wasn't there for that, just to, just to observe. And uh, a friend of mine and I, we, we went there and went into the bookstore. Now, the bookstore was bigger than most uh, churches, uh, congregation areas, you know, where the congregation sit, sits. And so we went in there and, um, you know, I asked a, a worker there. I said, do you have any systematic theologies? And this is a person who worked at the bookstore. And he said, systematic theology? And he said, well, what's that? And I was surprised. How could you not know that? You're working there. That's possible. He was new. I didn't ask. And he just didn't know anything. It's possible. I said, a systematic theology arranges theology systematically, hence a systematic theology. And there's some good ones out there. And I says, just want well, to know if you have any. I'd like to see which ones you have. Because you have, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of books. All kinds of topics. And he says, well, I don't know what that is. Let me go ask the manager. I says, okay. So uh, 20 minutes later, he comes back and he, he says, no, we don't have anything like that in here. And I never forgot that. Because what it was telling me is that the, the depth of God's word is not what needs to be taught. But enough of God's word to make you feel good and basically inoculate you from being effective. So I wouldn't trust uh, Joel Osteen as far as I could throw him. And I'm not saying he's not a Christian, but I'm not saying he is either. It's not my place to judge that because he hasn't spoken damnable heresy. It's just that uh, he doesn't preach the depth and the truth of God's word in the issue of repentance and sin and who Christ is and the necessity of sacrifice and things like that. So that's why I don't recommend him, and that's why I recommend people stay away from him. Okay, along with Joyce Meyer, stay away from her. Stay away from Kenneth Copeland. Okay, they're false teachers. All right, let's get on the air with Natasha from Richmond. Natasha, welcome. You're on the air. Are you there? Natasha, hello. Are you there? We'll keep waiting a little bit. Maybe she's having problems. Let me put her on hold here a little bit. Natasha, are you there? Not hearing you. So she wants to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses. We'll get back to her after we try Mark from Salt Lake City. Mark, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Hey, uh -oh. my question oh. is, what's the difference between the kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God? Nothing, really. The kingdom of, of uh, heaven is used in Matthew mainly. Uh, and it's a Jewish kind of a terminology. The kingdom of God, I think, is used elsewhere. And uh, they're basically the same thing. I did research on this a while back. That's how come I know. Good question, though. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just reading same through thing. the scriptures, and I just uh, didn't. 
quite understand what the difference was. And when I, I tried to do a study and I, I really didn't have time to finish it. So I figured yeah. I'd just call you and ask. <laughs> so I appreciate yeah, all I you do. Get a quick and slick answer, right? There you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. I should get a t-shirt that says, I'm quick and slick. And this just, <laughs> people, what the heck? That guy's got problems. At any rate. All right. Um, so there you go, buddy. All right. Sure. What? I would like to say, if you would allow me to do that, is sure. Um, just for all the listeners out there, I mean, <clears throat> help support Matt's radio show. If you're if you're not currently doing it, uh, I'm a supporter. I just think it's very important um, to help our Christian brothers, you know, and get the word out and 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 just keep doing what you're doing. And that's all I have to say. Hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate it a lot, Mark. I'll send you the check later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. okay. You, have a you too, man. God bless. All right. I don't know who that is, um, but that was nice to say. We do need that support, and all you got to do is go to karm.org forward slash donate. We ask $5 a month. We don't need a whole bunch, just enough. And uh, we're just letting you know we have that need. Please consider supporting us. $5 isn't much. All right. Let's get back with Natasha. Let's see if Natasha is still or maybe available. Are you there, Natasha? Hello? No? All right. We'll put her on hold again. We'll come back to her again. And uh, if she can't get through, maybe she can just call right back. All right. Let's get on the air with Kit from Tucson. Hey, Kit. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm much better than I deserve. Um, I'm, That's for sure. I'm I know you. Completely oh, I'm nearly completely healed from COVID-19, and so it's my oh, household. That's right. that's right. You've been fighting it, what, about a month now, haven't you? Uh, at least three three weeks. Yeah. And, and yeah. most of the time when I was fighting it, and this brings up the question I have, mm-hmm. most of the time while I was fighting it, I was praying in bed. Whoops. And something came Hold up. On. Hold on. we got a break, okay? I want to hear what you got to say. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Last segment of the hour on this nice Friday. And if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's try Natasha one more time. Natasha, are you there? She had a question on the Jehovah's Witnesses, I guess. Not. We'll just hang up on her. She can call back if she wants. And let's get to, oh, yes, back to Kit from Tucson. I forgot about that. Hey, Kit, welcome. You're on the air, buddy. Hey, um, so here, here's here's my question. It, it came up while I was in bed crying all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Bible says if you believe in Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. It also, however, says that all liars have their place in the lake of fire. And mm-hmm. straight up, um, I've lied on many, many occasions, even mm-hmm. since becoming a Christian. Oh. So what do I do with these uh, passages? Well, you take them uh, fearfully, because if you've lied on many occasions and you're continuing to do that, then that would be a serious issue. But what this is talking about is uh, for those who have rejected Christ, and I know you, known you for a while, and you don't do that. 
uh, you, you may struggle with stuff, just like everybody does. So this is dealing with those who have rejected God, who are abiding in the things that are evil. That's what's happening. Death and Hades are thrown into the lake of fire. That's a second death. But the people who are, go there is, is the devil uh, who deceived them is thrown into the lake of fire. And uh, these are the false prophets, the false teachers, those who've denied Christ. And see, lying is something that's really important because the Trinity, the one and many, one God in three persons, truth is something that exists because of contrast. Now it's based ultimately in the mind and the heart of God. And he reveals what is true because the statements of truth from God are in regard to objects, to things, to concepts. And it really is from God. So there's many kinds of objects, many kinds of things. And so truth is something that is in the nature of God, the heart of God. And if we are to participate in lying, what we're saying is that God himself in the Trinitarian context is not the basis of all truth. We're trying to work against what he says and does. This is why one of the reasons it's a very serious issue. It actually is an affront to the Trinitarian nature of God. So what do we do if we do this? We, uh, uh, we just need to repent and move forward. Okay, no, pro no problem at all. Just repent and uh, say, okay, you know, I'm struggling with this. And you confess it to the Lord. And you're not abiding in that lying. You're, you're struggling with it. Cause I know, I've known Christians who had trouble with it. And they, they say, they don't know why. I remember one guy was telling me, I just do it sometimes. I can't even help it. I said, well, you got to give that to God. you got to work on that. So, okay? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not something I'm proud of or or anything that I want to know how many lies can I tell and still go to heaven or anything stupid like that you know it's just right. it's just something I noticed I was doing and then that verse kept coming up and you know obviously yeah. I don't want to be in that camp well we don't lose our salvation because of our sin and we don't keep it because of our goodness it's based on Christ and I know you you've trusted in Christ and it's very evident so this is an issue of sanctification and it's something you have to work on People have trouble, even Christians, they have trouble with smoking, with alcohol, with um, uh, pride, varying things. And so I'm not saying it's okay to do all these and still go to heaven. I'm not saying that. But we have to be careful not to be too judgmental about things. And so um, we need to lay ourselves and our sins before God and make sure that we're trusting in Christ and then ask him to strengthen us in those areas that we're failing in and then continually go to the cross in our failures as we depend on him and rest in him it is not okay to sin but he won't reject us because of our sin he has accepted us because of the blood of Christ and our faith and trust in him and he knew all about you from eternity past and still chose to love you and save you so these things though bad uh, aren't the thing that will separate you from God and you go to hell uh, so, but they are things in the area of sanctification that need to be taken care of. Otherwise, God will discipline you. Okay. I I think uh, I think he he dealt with me while I was sick, uh, knowing that that uh, I didn't have anywhere to escape. I mean, you know, and of course that's what the Holy Spirit does. He he shows us our sin and and uh, and the way out. Of course. Right. And the way out is by looking at Jesus and recognizing what we do and is it's, wrong. I mean, it's, it's 
it's shameful, and I'm the first one to say it's shameful. In fact, I wanted to call anonymously. I just didn't think anybody would buy it because I think you know my voice. Yeah, I know your voice. And that's okay, too. I would have known. I wouldn't have brought it up. Um, but because, it, you know, I saw the information, you know, where your name and where you're from, and I knew it was you. But, um, yeah, you know, it, I don't. I like to tell people, and it, i got to be careful when I say this because I don't want them to take it the wrong way. It's okay that you're a sinner. And what I mean by that is you don't have to worry about God's faithfulness to you. And you don't have to worry about your position with God. It's not affected by that, so it's okay. On the other hand, it's not okay to be a sinner. We don't want to sin. We don't want to have that uh, be between us and God and not repent of these things. Because as I, I tell people, if you don't deal with it, God will discipline you. And I know, because I've had it happen to me. He disciplined. And, I, and this happened back 35 years ago or so, uh, 35, 40 years ago, when I was disciplined by God. And I'm still nervous uh, about it. The effect of it was quite severe. And so uh, God has his way of dealing with us. And sometimes we need those hard lessons to get it through our stupid, thick skulls, you know? Well, actually, I'm glad that I am nervous about it, because if I wasn't, it would mean that I was saying that that sin is not sinful. And uh, I don't think there is a Christian that that would say sin is not sinful. I mean, I would say that's a sign that you're not a Christian if you don't right. believe sin is actually sinful. Right. If I'm that's making right. any and sense. Absolutely. Sin is sinful. It's not okay. It's not okay. We need to repent of it. But I, I want people to know that their performance before God is not what makes them right before God. It's faith in Christ. He's the one who did it all. And what amazes me is that from all eternity, you know, God shows us in him before the foundation of the world, Ephesians 1.5, which means he knows all of our sin, and he still chose to save us and love us. And to me, that's unfathomable. How does he do that? And when I look into my own heart, for example, I don't like what I see. There's a lot of wickedness there. And yet he loves me. And so that's the attitude. And it's because of who Christ is and because of who he is that we can rest. So I'm saying, it's okay. You're all right. Now work on repentance. Okay? Yeah, the one last thing I want to say is I want to thank the CARM uh, prayer partners, because um, I know they were praying for us uh, while we were sick, and uh, I think we're really on the mend right now, and so we're very grateful to God and to people who prayed for us. Can I ask you, did you take the vaccine? Did I did not. My wife okay. did, um, okay. and she got it much worse than I did. I mean, she got it so bad that there were times that I was checking her every 20 minutes to see if she was even breathing. Uh, and, I mean, I was really in distress over, you know, she can die of this. Um, so my doctor never recommended uh, any vaccine to me, and so I never got any vaccine. She did get the vaccine, and like I said, she got it a lot worse than, than I did. Yes, I've been hearing that uh, people are getting really sick with it uh, are the ones who've taken the the, uh, the vaccine. I've been hearing that. In fact, I'll tell people, and this is what gets me kicked off of things. 
for saying this, but I can go to the CDC website. I can run people through it on how you can check out and see what doctors over the country and all around the world have reported the CDC and how many vaccine deaths are related to all vaccines combined since the 60s, excluding um, excluding uh, COVID vaccines. And, up, and excluding them is like 9,000. And the past two years, it's over 26,000 from uh, COVID vaccines, just in two years, related to the vaccines. So I, I will say I saw something this week that, that says the people that are the most vaccinated are actually the ones that are having the toughest time with COVID-19. And I saw yep. that on YouTube, and it was a medical doctor that was just going through the CDC list of, of who's getting it right now and who's dying of it right now. I was surprised YouTube let that up. Yeah, I'm surprised because the, uh, the you know the, the Nazis uh, who work there don't want uh, information out there, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can tell. So, like people that have gotten the five vaccines, you know, all the boosters and everything, uh, for some reason they're getting uh, they're having a much tougher time with it than people who never got a vaccine at all or didn't get the boosters. That's right. And taking the vaccines between you and, and your doctor and, and your God, you do what you want to do. I'm not saying don't or don't yeah, I don't do. I don't know what I would I don't know what I would have done if my doctor had told me to get it, but he never did tell me to get it and he knows I haven't gotten it. Yeah, could my doctor if my doctor said get get a vaccine I'd say, Nope, not doing it. That's it. Just well, yeah, it. I'd argue with him. If if my doctor I would say that if my doctor told me to get it I would at least talk to him about it. Um, and yeah. not just blindly do it, but um, but yeah. no, he's never recommended it. No, I wouldn't because either. I have I other health take. issues. Yeah, you do. That's right. So, well, I would never take it. That's that's just me. I, I'm not going to take it. So, anyway, I would say the Carm Prayer Partners are a, a very valuable resource. Yes, they are. That's right. Joanne does a great yeah. job with it. Yes, she does. Well, praise God, brother. Okay. Yeah, so uh, thank you for answering my question. Like, I I mean, it really, really haunted me for days, and it should have. I'm glad it did. I'm glad it did. Excuse me. It's yeah, a sign that pretty... you're alive in Christ. Okay. All right, brother? Yeah. All right, brother. Absolutely. All right. Okay. God bless. All right. Yeah, God bless you. Okay, that's Kit. Yeah, he and I share uh, the stage sometimes and bring chat rooms uh, talking about the Lord. He's a good guy. All right, let's try this. Uh, John from North Carolina. John, are you there? Yes. Uh, there you go. Uh, I'll make it real quick. I know you're running low on time, but uh, mm-hmm. a caller earlier was talking about Joel Osteen, and he gave your mm-hmm. opinion. I wonder what your opinion is on Todd White and Dan Moeller. I don't know the second one, but Todd White, stay away from Okay. okay. Well, yes, actually, uh, Dan Moeller is the person, the mentor, the one that got Todd White saved. Well, so he's kind okay. of like his pastor. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know who the like I said. I don't know. I bet I'll comment. Uh, you know, I've researched Todd White, and um, I would never uh, go to his church. I would, okay. I, just would not do I know he teamed up with Kenneth Copeland uh, right. a year or so ago as well, and that mm-hmm. kind of that's red flags automatically. Right there's and there's lots of stuff researched uh, and taught about him, and see what I want to do is sit with these guys and just ask them doctrine questions, and just go through a list of questions for these guys. You know I'm nobody; it won't happen. 
but it would be great to have a a page on CARM where we've actually interviewed these guys and they've asked answered uh, say 50 questions but they won't submit themselves yeah. to that but you know the Bible says well thank you give an answer alright buddy God bless hey folks we're out of time may the Lord bless you remember we're having a matching funds drive for the month of December whatever you donate will be doubled and you can just help us out if you want just go to CARM.org forward slash donate it's all right there And may the Lord bless you. Have a great weekend, and by His grace, we're back on the air on Monday, and we'll talk to you then. Have a good one. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.